When you push God out, listen, you push God out, you think you can keep morality, you think you can keep sacred marriage, you think, you, no, you cannot either. Mm-mm. It will all crumble under the weight of sin and in the hearts of men. Around the world, as promised, a remnant remains who keep the commandments of God and have the testimony of Jesus Christ. Welcome to Remnant Podcast. So, okay, last week, um, we talked about pushing God out, allowing Hollywood a path, a clear path. Well, a path of very little resistance on uh, pushing their narrative mm-hmm. to our kids, most importantly. Uh, now, there are adults out there that, you know, they uh, they soak all that in. Mm-hmm. There's some that out there that are like more like us, we're like, mm. Where's the proof at? Where's mm-hmm. you know what's going on here? So I wanted to take a deeper dive into uh, pushing God out of out of different things. Yeah, I'd like to hear your thoughts on it because you know you said that last week about pushing God out, and I was thinking then as you said it that what what does that really fully mean in your eyes? Like you know. Because even the way you word it to me is interesting. So, like, you know, expound on it. I'd love to hear what you got to say. And then, you know, as you bring up different points, maybe we can get into it. Yeah. So, all right, let's start with our country. Obviously, God's been pushed out of our country. Even even before back, I don't know, 20 years ago, Mm -hmm. um, people may not have been right with God, but they were still doing more of the moral Christian belief. You know, the, yeah, I, yeah. I mean, it's gotten, it's gotten so much worse. And, uh, so for a decade or so, we've actually let the, um, you call it the secular humanists. Yeah. Have been pushing to remove God from every aspect of the United States. Mm-hmm. And uh, we've seen so much stuff change. We've seen, okay, well, they took prayer out of schools that used to, they used to pray before high school football games. And I'm not saying that they're not still out there. There might still be some out there, but you don't see that anymore. Mm-hmm. And uh, in, in space or in, not space, but in, Replacement of that, we're having school shootings, um, bullying, uh, you know, and mm-hmm. it's not just, look, if your kids are online, on their phones, on the computer, they really need to be monitored because it may not even, they hey, may man, not dude. even be doing something bad. They could be getting bullied and you don't realize it. Yeah. I mean. Yeah. It's a very dangerous world that it, the world of online anything yeah online anything i mean you can i have my phone and i've never searched anything like Mm -hmm. bad Mm -hmm. secular bad you know Mm -hmm. uh and you'll still get stuff popping up oh i know they don't care who sees the ads or who sees that you know Mm -hmm. uh, you can't go nowhere and you see dating sites Mm -hmm. on games if you're just playing a game on your phone you get ads like you know singles yeah and it's in it's obvious and intentionally 
geared to sow seeds and thoughts yes, in the mind. Exactly. Right, in yeah. your face. That's yeah, what it's I, in your face. I actually had that wrote down. I was like, this is the obvious in mm-hmm. your face thing. No one's saying anything about it. Mm-hmm. Because unfortunately, I don't want to say the church as a whole, mm-hmm. but the church has let a lot of stuff pass. Well, you know, my members don't watch it, so mm-hmm. or my members don't participate in that, and unfortunately, they don't realize, you know. Yeah. Um. Yeah, you're right, and and also preachers are slow for some reason to warn people in this category of things mm-hmm. because they know a lot of people ain't going to accept it. But yep. the truth of the matter is, it is very, very dangerous. For like, especially for children, like you said, for kids. But nowadays, I mean, you know, it's not going to be popular, but oh well. Nowadays, they just turn the, their kids free on the internet with things, you know. And mm. man, you know, it's terrible. But then all, all at the same time, it's you know what you were talking about earlier. How they just—it's obvious. It's in your face. They just stick the stuff in your face. That just like when you ask yourself the question why did they put that picture there not a different picture the the more you begin to mm-hmm. examine why are they behaving the way they're doing why are they doing this you realize oh there's an agenda oh there's a message oh there's yep. a subliminal thing happening here and so i you know i like the way that you're saying it ultimately it's a hatred for god yep from the world but in some ways, they might would say, well, you know, like there's in some senses there, it looks like, well, they're just attacking marriage or they just, they're just attacking a sense of morality when it comes to, you know, couples and they want to have their LGBT thing or whatever. But ultimately, whether they're, whether it's against marriage or whether it's against genders or whether it's against whatever, ultimately in the end, it's a hatred for truth and a hatred for the true God. Right. Would yeah. you agree with that? Yes. Yes. I don't understand why for so many years they've been pushing, you know, separation of of church and state, you know. Mm-hmm. But now they're pushing their narrative on us and we can't say nothing about it. Right. They're breaking the separation of church they and are. state. Because what, that's their beliefs. That's their church. That's right. That's their beliefs. That's, that's their club. And so separation of church and state really is a good thing it doesn't mean what a lot of people think that it means though it doesn't mean that the state doesn't adopt a certain set of values and the state did adopt values we can Mm -hmm. read them we're endowed by our creator with certain inalienable rights you know what i'm saying so the whole nation uh, accepted and agreed that there's a God and that we're created and stuff like that. And so it doesn't mean separation of church and state does not mean that the state cannot have moral laws, but it does mean that the state is not supposed to oppress a certain group of believers, religious people. However, yeah, the ones that would say, you know, something about the separation of church and state are the ones doing the oppression. That's what yep. I'm getting at. They are saying, you, Alan, shut your mouth. Mm-hmm. Do not tell me about your God. Do not tell me about what you think is true. I have my own truth, and don't tell me what you think is moral. I have my own morality, and the state is now back in that side. I'm saying the country, the government right. is backing right. the yeah. wrong side. They're back in that side, and so now it is oppressive. 
I mean, honestly, it yeah. is. People are, you know, thinking I'm going a little too far with it, but I'm not. We have seen this waxing worse and worse and worse and worse over the last 40 yep. years, and it's going to continue on this same trend. And in yep. 10 years, I'm telling you right now, if we even make it 10 years, this will not go on YouTube. They will not accept it. I have a feeling a lot of our stuff's not yeah. going to go on YouTube, just yeah. to be honest with Censorship you. is at an all-time high. It it's is. It's only increasing. Yep. And so, yeah. It's getting worse. I think, you know, well, go ahead with, I didn't mean to cut you oh, off. Oh, you're but, fine. No, that's, we're having discussion. Yeah. Well, I was just going to say is, um, you know, unfortunately, as America drifts further and further um, from the Christian roots, um, there's a lot less stopping um, sinful behavior of people. So, um well, let me give you some examples of things that we see now. Not saying that we didn't see them when we were younger or that our our parents even didn't see them, but it's becoming to the point now where it is more rare to people doing the right thing mm -hmm. versus what they're doing here. So, okay, so rudeness uh, lack of respect for elders that's a that's a big oh, one goodness. i can't that talk, gets on so, my nerves i walking through walmart and people the way they talk to their parents or the way they're talking to an elder is just like good night i would have got smacked for that yeah um road rage school shootings mass shootings workplace violence vulgar music lyrics and that kind of touches on mm. what we were talking about last week because and not just the lyrics the music videos they do with these with it now oh yeah it's i mean it was honestly, bad in our day yes what they have now on music videos 40 years ago would have been rated x you know what i'm saying I, no i know what you're talking now it's like pg-13 in their rating their ratings they move the goalpost you know yeah their, their ratings are no. yeah the stuff so it's not just the lyrics it's also the videos yeah, I mean, nowadays it's, it's like it yeah it's unbelievable yeah. um Rampant, ramp, rampant <laughs> profanity. Man, it's yeah. hard to say sometimes. Yeah. But man, just the language. People just don't care. It used to be. Now, even when I, I'm gonna say this is more recent. When I say it's more recent, it's been in the last um, 17 years. I I worked with some people in a a factory setting, and when they found out that I was a believer. They wouldn't cuss around me. They had that respect. For me. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to use that language around you. Mm -hmm. And but now it doesn't matter. At least not what I've seen. Mm -hmm. I mean, I've got people that cuss all the time around me. I mean, the the profanity is terrible. And then uh, this is a big one. And this kind of goes dip back to the rating. It's uh, sex and violence in the movies, TV, mm -hmm. and video games. And video games. That's dude. There are even video games now that incorporate sexual scenes in the. Yes. You know how video games will transition through this. Mm -hmm. Like it'll play a scene for a minute, and you're going into the yep. next level. Yep, dude, it's it's ridiculous, man. The stuff I've seen. I mean, we ain't had video games here. Well, really, my kids have never had video games in their whole life. They did have a couple of games for like a year, and then we got rid of all of that. <laughs> but I mean, just I'm just saying, I have seen what has what because you see stuff on Facebook, you see stuff yeah. on YouTube, you see you, yep. you figure out what's going on, and it's like I cannot believe some of the stuff that I'm saying. Even in 
kids video games not to mention how depraved the world is they actually have like actual sexual video games for grown yeah. men now which is just ridiculous but even for the kids i'm saying they're putting indecent scenes in there man you know i mean yeah and i don't uh, um now we did have i think it was and this is old school this is back when we were kids we had a uh man i can't think of it nintendo Super Nintendo mm-hmm. and Nintendo 64. Mm-hmm. And there was none of that stuff in there. But my kids my kids are country kids. They'd rather be outside playing. Yeah, yeah. And I know yours is the same way. Yeah, yeah. I mean... Well, that's... that. that well, I, I don't want to... I can get started on my own rant here if I'm not careful. But it's how... It's how we've raised the kids of this generation. Yeah. So when people look at this world that we find ourselves in... It's because of, well, what we see in America right now is the fruit of our, you know, I'm saying what I'm saying, we, I'm talking about, I'm just speaking for the whole country. Right. It's the fruit of what we've produced. That's the, that's the fruit we're producing. Like, we need to understand that as a country, maybe not you and I, you know, right. but I'm saying when we look at ourselves as a country and we identify ourselves with this country in some way, we say, why is this, why, why, what's happened? Well, it's the fruit we're producing. Yeah. Okay. So then the question is why? What changed? Because, man, I love, I love, love, love to to uh, hear stories and retellings of life in the 30s and 40s and stuff like that yep. when men had these real convictions and values and, you know, to, to be good husbands and good fathers and good warriors. And men, good were men, men were men. Men were men, right. Yes. Men were men. It's, I seen this thing the other day. It was funny. And it was this guy said he was, he went, he was arrested said he'd cut off 30 man buns you know the man bun these guys put in their hair he said he'd cut off 30 man buns in one day and said he was doing the lord's work and they they arrested him i kind of cheer for the guy man because you know sometimes to make a big change takes a bold step but yeah i love and here's the thing people have to realize i don't care if you're an atheist Right. I mean, I do not. I mean, I care if you're an atheist, but for the sake of this point, I don't care if you're an atheist. There ain't nobody in the United States of America that can say today the country is stronger than ever. It's harder working than ever. It's more ethical than ever. No, you cannot. Everybody agrees. Yeah. Everybody agrees. No, it doesn't even matter how you measure nope. sin. Everybody agrees. There's been a decline, a big decline, in a lot of ways. And so. To connect the dots for the people, you just ask the question, what's the cause of the decline? And it's obvious. Yeah. It's obvious. The God that you believe in is so determining of the behavior. And, you know, the Christian Bible, the God of the Bible, the God Mm -hmm. of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, Jesus Christ has the highest standard of ethics and morality and all that. And Christians are supposed to live that. Yeah, supposed to, yeah. And it is upon that foundation, upon the foundation of Christ and all that he taught, it is upon that foundation, that giant, solid stone, that this great country was built. And then here's what happened. Yep. Somebody's, we've been pouring acid on that foundation for 40 years, really longer. Yep. 60 years. Because the 60s was the beginning of the yep. drug culture, hippie culture, yep. sex culture. And so we have taken away this foundation that made this country so amazing and so it's crumbling it's crumbling that it, is what's happening it is it's crumbling that's that's how i mean 
I, I hate to. I don't want to dominate the conversation. I want you oh, to take yeah, it back yeah, over in this yeah. minute. But how does a country crumble? It crumbles morally, you know, ethically. That's it starts there because it's the the moral of the man that gets him out of bed in the morning, gets yeah. him to work. It's the moral of the man that keeps him from stealing from his job and his boss. Yep. It's the moral of the man that keeps him faithful to his wife. The things that are taught here. And so when those things begin to crumble, what do you think is going to happen? The bridges are going to collapse. The power grids are going to start browning out because people are not caring about yep. doing a good quality job anymore. Mm-hmm. They're not caring about how they appear. Or, you know, They don't care anymore. And so that is how nations crumble. If a nation is not defeated in war... It can survive every economic catastrophe there is as long as its people's heart is toward the Lord. Yep. But if its people's heart is not toward the Lord, it will it, anything. Right now, the United States is like a bubble waiting to just be popped with the t- tiniest little pen, man, because we've just we're crumbling morally. Can you imagine right now if there was a call to war for the things that's up right what kind of men are going to show up you know the skinny jeans guys mm. and the man bun guys and oh, the, you know man. what i'm saying i'll tell you what, other is... countries are laughing at us <sighs> they're laughing at us well we've pushed god out and that's the ultimate point yeah. i was trying to get at is we have pushed god out but you have other areas of life there that it affects go ahead yeah and it says right here and i finished off with um this wouldn't be so commonplace had it not been done, had had society not pushed God out to begin with, mm-hmm. had they had they fought, kept the fight because they fought for years, and uh, the the secular humanists were getting victories, but they weren't they weren't running the game. The, right, the ball wasn't in their hands the whole time. Right, and it, unfortunately now it's more in their hands than it ever has been so mm-hmm. yes it is and can i want to say a little bit of something about again you just made me think of what you just said because you wrote you wrote that yes and what you said is a a modern way of saying what friedrich nietzsche said which was an atheist philosopher but he was honest and so even though he was an atheist he had principle he believed that he should be truthful and he said this, and he was so far ahead of his time, it's ridiculous. I wish he was a believer, but he wasn't. He ended up he ended up committing suicide. That's how honest he was. He couldn't live with his own worldview. He, he couldn't live with this Oof. little guy. Yeah, he ended up blowing his brains out. And But what he said is this. And it was, in a sense, it was his heart cry to his people, his atheist camp. Mm-hmm. He said, you have, he wrote a, a, a poem basically about this but and i can't quote it exactly but he said you have thrown god off the bridge but you thought you could keep everything that was in his pockets Mm -hmm. you thought you could keep your morality you thought you could keep your good ethics you thought that all that stuff was just a product of man and that god wasn't the source of all of this stuff and he basically was pointing out you guys have not you guys have not suffered the weight of your philosophy yet because when you threw god off the bridge everything went with him and it's so true. And, you know, this throwing God off the bridge is you say and pushing God out. It's the yep. same, and he means the same thing. When you push God out, listen, you push God out, you think you can keep morality. You think you can keep sacred marriage. You think, you, no, you cannot either. Mm-mm. It will all crumble under the weight of sin and in the hearts of men and stuff. And so it just, well, again, the way you word it, it's right. And what we we need to be able to connect the dots and see pushing god out you're losing it you're losing man is losing his meaning of life even you know man he's losing yep. everything mm-hmm. 
We'll go ahead. I don't. I, I don't. I almost skipped this, and I really wanted to put this out there. So a lot of the reading I was doing, and just looking back and studying. Okay, so when this country was built by our forefathers, it was they built a government of the people, by the people, and for the people. But now, um. Thanks to the secular humanist becoming friends with politic with politicians, mm-hmm. this the government is very corrupt, and that the government taking control like they have, and and standing on the side with the secular humanist has made this country go. I believe as fast as it has Mm -hmm. towards being away from God. So now our forefathers would be, I I don't think they, I think they, their minds would be blown. So because we've put the wrong people in the right places, it's, it's more like a, a government of sinners by sinners and for sinners. I love it. That's that's exactly what it is. I just, I just. <laughs> well, in a lot of ways, it was always a government of sinners by sinners because we're all sinful people and well, all right. the phones. But it wasn't for sinners. Like it was to set people on the right course, and it had the government had actual. At one time, they really had yes. positive ethical moral reasons to do what they were Back doing. Back in the days of our forefathers, oh, the absolutely. government was yeah. was what a government is truly supposed to be. Yeah, for the people, yeah. it is not nothing for and, us yeah. anymore. Uh, yeah, in no. every system, there's going to be a bad apple or two, but now it's it's there's only one or two good apples, and the whole system is full of bad apples, you know. And so, yeah, it's a, a government. Of the center, by the center, for the center. Yeah, I love the way that you worded it, man. You know, when I think about this stuff, though, my mind always goes to, well, what's the solution? What's the solution? Because as much as I love maybe a certain person in politics or don't like, the solution is not going to be a political one. It's not a political solution at all. You know. I mean, and I'm not saying that I'm pro somebody or against. It's not even about that. It's Mm -mm. about let's just wake up and understand. It's not a political solution. You know what I'm saying? No, the people need need God back in their heart. That's right. We need a revival of repentance. Yes. And people coming to the Lord. There is no politician, businessman, or nothing out there that could save us. No, that's right. I mean, it never has been, but people are like, oh, you know, the next term – you know, it'll be a little bit better. I think we will have a better person in office, and it's it's not gonna get better. No, because it I'm, may get less drastic for four years, but then as soon as the wrong person gets back in the right place again, we'll be probably worse than we are right now. America has a heart condition. Mm-hmm. That's the problem. That's America it. has a heart condition, and it sure one guy may be economically more sound than the next guy. One guy may do a better job at managing the finances and building the infra- infrastructure, but there's not a guy that's going to fix the morality in the hearts of America. Nope. We got to turn our hearts to the Lord and see. I thought about this yesterday. I didn't know we was even going to be going this direction. We are so close to where Babylon was in mm. the book of Daniel where the writing was on the wall. 
the king is just living it up, man. He's they've gotten the king should never be immoral, but the king was immoral. He was living it up. They was partying. Yep. And all of this while the enemies were knocking at the door. We got that going on right now. Right. The enemies now. were knocking at the door. And the king is like, Don't worry, no one can break our wall. You know, we're safe, we're this, we're that, we're so strong, we're so powerful, we're so advanced, we're so mighty. I'm just gonna party it up. I'm not even gonna slow down the party to check the door. And the hand comes and writes on the wall many, many tackle you farson, which being interpreted means you've been weighed in the balances and found wanting. The kingdom is going to be taken from you tonight. And then he died that night. And the kingdom collapsed in an instant. Like the mm-hmm. whole kingdom was just conquered in a single yep. 24-hour period. A kingdom that had stood for probably 1,700 years. One of the greatest cities as far as the world would measure it. One of the most – well, it was the most advanced city in the world at that time. Yep. Collapsed in a day. Morally, because the morals had fallen to the point that people, they wasn't standing at the post. The watchman wasn't on the wall. The king yep. didn't care anything about protecting the rights of the people and the sanctity of life and all that. And so, boom, that's, and that's where so close. That's what I was thinking is America's writing is on the wall. Yeah. The pictures almost look the same right now. Yes, they do. They the, do. <laughs> they really do. Because yeah. if any of you read, you know, China and Russia, they're, mm-hmm. they're ready. Yeah. And they're capable. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's, the, that's yeah. the scary part. That's is the, yeah. I think I read that China actually is nuclear, yes. more nuclear advanced than we are now. And we yeah. were the most nuclear advanced country for years. Yeah, for years we were. And, uh, but we're not anymore. Our government was sleeping and not even paying attention. They were over there looking for nuclear weapons in Iraq when there wasn't none. Mm-hmm. And now China is sitting there behind the scenes laughing while they're making their nuclear yes. weapons. Yes, and in their eyes too. If they did send nukes this way, what is happening in their eyes? In their eyes, it would be something similar to when the Persians conquered Babylon. Yep. They're like, look, yeah, we're going to nuke these people. We're conquering an immoral, unethical, lazy nation. You know what I'm saying? Like when the Persians came and conquered Babylon that night, in their mind, they was taking over a city that had been weakened from within, and it was almost like you guys deserve it. That's almost like it was. And I'm not saying that we do. And I pray, God, yeah. please, you know, yes, don't uh, don't let it happen. You know, let us let us get back on track. Let us get our hearts right with God. Also, let Russia get their hearts right with God, and let China. All I don't want it to happen. I do not want judgment to come. But we are already in judgment. Mm-hmm. That's the thing. We're already in it. What we see. The LGBT alphabet soup group and all that, that is already a judgment against this country. Yep. God is like, I will no longer look upon the way y'all are living. And he's turned his face to an extent. Mm-hmm. And, you know, anyway. Oh. Yeah, it's a big deal. What else you got over all there? Right. You're going to have a because I wrote this podcast. I've been working on this podcast for, for a few days. A lot of it was yesterday's typing it up but do me, do me one favor for the camera for the people we'll just do this live we won't even edit out but move your bible over here and pull this laptop in front of you so that you can read it without having to turn your head so far yeah just make it part of the show man no big deal all right so today you preached on marriage yes i didn't know you were preaching on marriage i yeah. don't think you really knew you were preaching on marriage. No, I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> all right so this is pretty simple. You know, God created marriage. That's right. It is a, is one of a kind. There's only one person that could have done it, yep. and that is God. 
if you do not keep God first in your marriage and you push him out, it's it's a okay completely I, destructive. Yeah. Yes. 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 I'm yes. not saying okay. So there's there's three different categories here. Okay. Me and you fall in the first category. We you are in a marriage where both you and your wife are a follower. Right. And believer. Right. I'm the same. Praise God for that too. Yes. Now <laughs> yes. I'm not saying this is by no means is it unicorns and rainbows. It's not <laughs> it's not a smooth road. Right. It's still a work. It really yeah. it's but you keep God first. You you will prevail. Your marriage will prevail. Amen and it'll be worth every up and every yes, down, will. everything. Yes, it will. The second category is, and this is probably the hardest category, and that is one person in that marriage is a follower of Jesus and the other person is not. Yes. And it is best case scenario, that person that's not saved sees that their partner is saved and realizes I want to be with that person and they come to Christ. Right. That's best case scenario. Right, yeah. But a lot of times it's a rough road yes. because I've seen it. I mean, my parents were both believers, so I didn't have this issue, but I have seen a, a, a wife that was a believer and follower of God and the husband was not. And that was I'm talking Oh, it can be you want to talk about the craziest roller coaster you've ever been on, the roughest, that's that is gonna be a rough ride. So hold on. Mm-hmm. And then there's a third category, and that's the couple that neither one is a follower of God or a believer of God. Now, this is gonna sound bad. I don't recommend this, but they're probably I have the easiest because there's nothing if yeah. not if one of the couples is not trying or if both couples is not trying to follow and keep God first and follow in leadership and there's just a marriage with no belief in it, the devil is not gonna attack that. Yeah, marriage. they're not under attack. They're they not under attack easy. at all. Yeah. Where, like I said, the middle one, they're probably in the worst shape because yeah. the devil will find or the world will find any mm-hmm. and every way to get in to any crevice to start chipping away yes. and start. Uh, Absolutely, man. Oh, I mean, it's now. I like I said, I don't recommend it, but when both couples aren't, it's probably going to be smooth. But in the end, what was the whole point? Yeah. What was the point of it? There is no marriage. God created marriage. And there is a point to a godly marriage. Yes. I mean, it, it's for him. It's mm-hmm. it's it's a better life. I mean, yeah, it honestly is. I mean, all the stuff I covered today, it's like you can't even. I could go for another hour just yeah. talking about it's a better life for man. Why? Because man was made for marriage, and marriage was made for man. Marriage mm-hmm. was instituted before sin ever existed. It's yep. put in the heart of man to long for a spouse that loves him and that he loves her, and that or you know, woman. I'm saying and I use man in right. the mankind sense, and there's nothing more fulfilling in life that a man can do than to commit his life to the woman that he loves and to be a good husband, mm-hmm. and then out of that 
mystical and sacred union of two becoming one flesh, children will come. Yeah. And there's nothing more rewarding in a man's life than the joy of his children and to see his children grow up in the ways of the Lord, all that stuff. Yeah, there's there's it's, it's there's nothing like it in the whole universe. There's nothing like it. Marriage is something that mankind does, but not animals, not even angels. It's, it's just man. Man's the only thing in any dimension, in any multiverse that marries. And so it really is an amazing thing. It's something to give every ounce of your being to being successful. At. Yeah. But what you said first is what comes first, God. Yeah. However, I, I was looking up first. I couldn't find it. I was thinking it was in Colossians chapter 3, but it's not. Colossians 3 is a different teaching on marriage. But there is a verse to encourage people that's in your category too, where one's a believer and one's not. And it, I'm going to paraphrase it a little bit. I read it yesterday, but it says that if a wife has an unbelieving husband, but he's pleased to dwell with her, then let her stay with him mm-hmm. and pray for him, basically, that through her he would end up being sanctified yeah. or saved. Yeah. And so that is a hard that is a hard category there. It's hard on the believer. It's Yeah. Yeah. And I have seen many people in that situation really just be abused. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, if you— if you are a believer, the Bible tells you don't marry, don't be unequally yoked. Marry a believer. If you are a believer, yeah. marry a believer. Yeah. Now, a lot of times there's two people that are non-believers, and then one is converted, and so now they they're they're already married, and so now they find themselves in a marriage where one's a believer and the other is not. Yeah. Well, your life goal now at this point is to pray for your spouse and yep. to live righteous before your spouse as yep. much as you can, and. Win them to the Lord. That's your. That's really your, yeah. your goal. You know. And prayer does amazing things. I. I've I've seen I've seen I have actually seen that happen where it was a wife and she just every day prayed for her husband every Sunday y'all please keep my husband in your prayers you know mm-hmm. and at that time we we're in a church that you asked for prayer and I mean there was there was a lot of prayer warriors I'm gonna say that mm-hmm. and they made sure you know they even had a special prayer thing. Mm-hmm. On Wednesdays, even the hardest hearts of man yep. can be pricked by that woman that loves him. If there's even the slightest care for her and him, yep, it she can get to him. And prayer is most prayer has its greatest effect when one that is, the one that's doing the praying is doing the praying in love and there's a real lord i need this this is my heart's desire this is my request you know in other words i could pray for her husband and sure it may do a good thing but if she will do it yeah her prayer can be a hundred times more effective and she's got to believe that that's this is possible yeah well yeah because yeah, the prayer I, of faith will oh, change yeah. things because there'll be and <laughs> the husband uh, I'm saying I'm I'm using this as an example. Uh, men are inherent inherently more stubborn than women are, so <laughs> yeah. they'll say they'll say, "Fine, I'm going to go to church just to keep her quiet, just mm-hmm, to mm-hmm. make her happy this week. I'm going to go to church, and all it takes is the right message." That's right. right. Yeah, I was going to say if he's saying I'll go to church just to keep her quiet, well then she's doing good. Keep it up, yeah, because he may get there and he may have never received it from her. But he hears it from somebody else, and he's like, I need to think on that. Maybe he hears it from another man, or he sees other men. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. If you're getting anything out of your husband in that direction, yeah. you're doing good. Yeah. 
those are those are marks of success <laughs> you know keep it up because you're right man can be hard and stubborn mm. and you know we have to as christian men god didn't just take all that away he gave you an instruction and an ability to to yep. to do better, you know, but he didn't just take away all of your human nature. You still got some human nature. And I hate to see Christian men that's just hardened against their wives or their children or whatever, you know. And so we had to to prevent that. How are we ever going to prevent ourselves being that old stubborn guy that nobody yeah. will? We stay in the word. Yeah, we follow his word. To. That's really why. That's, yep. that's how. You got anything else over there? Yeah. All right. Now, uh, I'm going to be stepping on some toes on this one. <laughs> and I'm sorry, but I'm not. Yeah. Sorry. Okay? But there are churches that have pushed God out. It's true, man. They're, they have pushed God out. They say that God is there, but he's not. When a church starts allowing and accepting things in their church and community that the Bible says is wrong, when you gave God then you gave God no choice but to leave. God is not in these places if sin lives there. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> that's a, that's so true, though. I that's mean, like a whole show. <laughs> you could walk. I've, I've visited a lot of churches because I traveled so much in my career that I've visited churches that you cannot feel the love mm-hmm. it does not feel comfortable and it is probably one of the longest church services you'll ever sit there mm-hmm. yeah i was thinking about as you were saying that that i want to explain that we are not what people would describe as legalistic we don't think that you're saved by the law like oh because you you know you didn't you kept the ten commandments because nobody really keeps the ten commandments i mean we're all working towards trying to keep the ten commandments but that's kind of what you're getting at is well churches if a church is going to stand with the word of god it must teach things like what you've been saying yeah like marriage between a man and a woman yep and then man's duties and the woman's duties and all that kind of stuff but it goes beyond that if if a church is going to stand with the word of god we can absolutely and ought to teach the saving grace of god but we need to go on and teach the whole rest of the chapter too it says, therefore, mortify the deeds of the body. Mm-hmm. Keep your body under subjection. You know, we Christian people, I, I told you this morning, I was either going to preach on marriage or holiness. I was actually thinking about preaching about holiness, about the beauty of holiness and the, the call to holiness and the high calling of holiness. And holiness has a bad name in our area because it's a denomination. But holiness is not a denomination in here. Right. It's a calling. It's a life that we're called to. And although I know for a fact and believe with all of my heart 100% that we're saved by the work, the atoning work and the grace of Christ, that he died for my sin, I know that. But it's also Christ that says, therefore, do this. Yeah, you know, it is. I have come and I have died for you and I have cleansed you of all unrighteousness and you have adopted you into the family of God and you are my children. And I'm not going to cast you out, but because you're my children, I got rules for you. You know, you got to keep my rules. And churches now don't because we, you know, in the first episode, we was talking about a church that was persecuting its member for standing up for biblical marriage. So, yeah, there's churches that's driven God out. By letting sin just live there. Yeah. In fact, in Corinthians, when Paul was talking to them about some sin that was happening in the church, he said, mm-hmm. can you not judge the least of these matters? 
I have judged it already. He says, cast out yep. the sinner that the spirit would be saved in the day of the Lord or whatever. And so he's saying, you know, get this out of there. But, dude, that is an unpopular message, you know, because now you're preaching to churches. <laughs> yeah. And like I said, I'm sorry, but I'm not sorry. It's you're if sorry God's that, not there. It's not church. That's right. Yeah. Sorry that you have to say it, but not sorry to say it. You know, I, I'm, yeah. I deal with that a lot. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's one of those. Man, this is a rough one. I'm gonna yeah. have to cover this. And I, yeah. when I was right, when I was writing that last night, I was like, "Oh, it's gonna be." Yeah, I, I, you know, if you want to, because I kind of took it and ran with it. But if you want to unpack a little bit more about different ways in which you see that happening, because there's a lot of different ways to throw God out of a church, even if the church maybe still outwardly looks good, but even like. I would say in like she's talking about stepping on toes in the Kenneth Copeland church I would say that's not God there either. You know what I'm saying? I mean he's teaching and saying things that are completely opposed to the word of God. Well I think you've mentioned it before. I've never actually watched any of these mega church churches on TV or nothing like well, that. Well you should just and, for experiments like cuz it'll change You've told the world. me that the man has picked up his bible and you know mm-hmm. and then never opens it. He Yeah, never opens it. He does he doesn't. He really doesn't. So if he does open it it's just to tear a page out and throw it away or twist something. If you, you know? haven't opened a bible and you haven't read a bible and or studied a bible <clears throat> I encourage you because it will open your eyes. Absolutely. Because when you get to reading this and then you look at what's going on in this world, it will blow your mind, which is why, you know, we talk about this every week on the podcast. And it's just like, what are these people thinking out there? Mm -hmm. What is going on? They may never opened a Bible. They may have their granddaddy's Bible sitting on the bookshelf, but they've never taken it down. Mm -hmm. Never opened it. Yeah, and they don't see any need to, but because they don't understand, this book is unlike any book in the world. Yeah, even the, you know people say, "Oh, well, the Quran." No, the Quran is nothing like this book. I promise you that the Quran is nothing like the Quran. Doesn't even make sense. I've read a good portion of the Quran. It doesn't even make sense to people that know it. You know, there's just like it's like Nostradamus or something. Yeah. You know, I'm, but this is different. Yep. You read this, I promise you. It's going to change you one way or another. Well, you can't read this without having to decide on every page. I accept that or I reject it. It's this. Because yeah. it, this is, it pierces right to the heart of man. And you read it for very long and you're like, oh, man, this book knows me. It knows me. It knows who I Like, it's like the, I mean, of course, it's the word of God. And so it's God that knows you. But this book goes straight through the heart of man like nothing else ever written. Man, yeah. That's why it's been in print and it's the number one sold book of all human history. That's what I was getting ready to say. We shouldn't be if there if every Bible that was sold was being read. Oh yeah, this country wouldn't be. It doesn't. The the secular humanists could have done all they wanted, and if people would have been reading these books, this book, yeah. it we would we already wouldn't be in the spot that. We yeah, were. and you're making me think maybe for the next episode, we need to talk about the role of the Bible in the life of the christian or whatever you know because if we're changing a little bit from kind of news hour to truth hour there ain't nothing greater to talk about than the effect this book will have on the mind it'll renew the mind you know i mean there's just so much and you're right too christians are not really well they're not giving themselves to reading it seems as though as they once did 
You know, it used yep. to be that every man in the church was a Bible reader to some extent. You know, now it's like nobody wants to read the Bible. They just want to come and listen to somebody preach the Bible. But the preaching alone is not going to do it. You know, it's the reading it, too. I'll tell you what. <laughs> I love seeing this. You walk into one of them churches and you see them older men and older women. They walk. That Bible is war oh, yeah, yeah. out. Yeah. And you know that person can talk Bible with you. Yeah. They've read. They, those pages ain't wore out. That cover's not wore out from sitting. Right. That's right. Yeah, it's a very positive sign. Well, I think I, as far as me personally, I kind of covered a lot of the stuff I was wanting to talk about. What about you? You want to go any further with this? Or? Yeah, I mean, there's one other thing. Okay, yeah, and you it, and you kind of and I don't have it typed up. Um, I debated whether to put it in there, but it was something when you were preaching today and you were talking about, and it kind of goes to marriage. So. If a man does not have a wife or a family to take care of, then they don't go to. They don't find a reason to go to work. Yeah, they have no reason to go to work. Yeah, and nowadays the economy is suffering terribly. Yeah, and a lot of it is. It doesn't matter what they tell you on the news. I don't care what they tell you. The economy is not in the best shape it's ever been. It's probably in one of the worst shapes. Oh, probably. Very it's way worse than they're saying. It's it's probably way closer yeah, to depression it than it is, you know, yeah. rejuvenation, we'll yeah. call it. But the the economy is suffering greatly from God being pushed out. And it really well, it all started well, it's it's been going on for a while, but it's it got huge during uh COVID. Because mm-hmm. they were paying you more money to stay home mm-hmm. than they were to go to work. Which is a failing business model, if I've ever heard one. Well, but, now, yeah. now these people have been out for so long, mm-hmm. making that—I don't even want to call it free money because we're paying for it. Mm-hmm. You know, the ones that still get up and go to work. Um, there's places closing down all the time because they cannot get someone to come to work, mm-hmm. and the the older generation, they're too tired. That they've they've put in their fifty years, sixty years. Yeah. They don't want to go to work anymore. And then the well, see the only way they can retire though is if the next generation will go to work. Well, yeah, that's how because the they're already talking up. about cutting Social Security and all that. That's what I'm saying. And that's that 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 is scary for any of you out there that have uh, grandparents or even parents. I don't know what the age range is going to be listening to us, but they're already retired. Mm-hmm. they've put in their years you're still having to put in your years well they're either going to have to go back to work or you're going to have to take care of them mm-hmm. and True. the reason i say that is because they took care of you for all them years mm-hmm. and the right thing the best thing is to take care of your parents in their ailing years mm-hmm. yeah that's why the system was originally set up that way the system again was based on an unspoken ethic and morality that the whole people had, the whole country had. In other words, the system for it to work was based on the fact that a 20 to 30-year-old man can way outproduce his own yeah. need. Mm-hmm. He, he has enough energy and health and ability to 
if we just looked at it in terms of food production. Now, you can look at it in terms of all kinds of production, but food is just a simple way to understand the illustration. He can plant and reap and harvest 10 times more than he can eat. And so the idea was the 65-year-old man can't even really plant and reap and harvest what he needs. And so the idea was when you're young, you're going to put some into this thing that is what you're actually doing, though, is you're you're funding the guy who's currently retired, yep. and then by the time you get old enough to retire, that yep. younger generation will fund your retirement. Oh, but wait a minute. The ethic collapsed. The younger generation is not funding their retirement because they're not going to work. They're not producing. And so by their, their laziness, it's killing Grandpa, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so, it it can't, yeah, the whole thing, again, it's the writing's on the wall. The writing is on the wall. I don't know exactly where you was wanting to go with that if I totally took you off course no, there. No, that's what I, I mean. It's, it's, a, it's a situation that's bad. And then also the government, you know, handing out money like crazy. Uh, Our it, money. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's like, you can't do that for more than a year or two and you've completely ran the whole nation into the ground because they don't, it's like well again it's what you said it's of the center by the center for the center now the people in politics they don't know like the, the leadership now they don't yeah. even realize oh i'm destroying the country with my tolerance decisions and my oh we'll just pay for everything they don't even realize you're destroying the work ethic of that young man yep you know, you're destroying all this. It's like they don't, there's just the wisdom has departed from this land, you know? Well, yeah. anyway, yeah. If you keep going on that, you'll get too frustrated. Yeah, I know it is. It's frustrating because it it's, it's, you know, how do you get through to him? Well, honestly, it comes down to you preach Christ to him. That's all, that's, yeah. that's all we can really do is preach Christ and then tell people that are believers this stuff, the truth. People need to hear this kind of stuff. Some want to hear it and some don't. But either way, even those that want to hear it, or maybe some already know it, but they need to hear it again to be encouraged. Yep. You know, the stuff that we're doing, the world needs it. It really, The world does need it. It really does. I deal with sometimes, I'm like a melancholy type of personality. And so sometimes I deal with just feeling like depression and just give up. Just give up because nobody cares. You know, you can I can put a picture of my nine kids on Facebook and get 200 reactions in 24 hours. But I can put a verse on there that says something like love your enemies it's crickets crickets okay and then i can follow it up with a video of one of my girls singing a song and me playing the piano or something Mm -hmm. thousands of views literally thousands within 24 hours and then i can follow that up with something about you know the way to save america is to turn america's heart toward god and repent crickets people don't care nothing about it bobby did that test couple of weeks ago you know she's doing all that sourdough so she'd take pictures mm-hmm. of it and people were loving it and commenting and all that and then she took she goes what's your favorite verse and i told her my favorite verse and then she took her favorite verse she posted them both on facebook i think it was in yeah four, you might get like three or four we had five likes in like yeah, 24 hours yeah your closest family maybe well no it was at church people okay yeah <laughs> it was people that i i, I already figured would yeah. have yeah. yeah yeah it's a sad thing it's a sad yeah. state of affairs in this world man but we'll save some of that for the next time. What did we say? We was, oh, yeah, maybe maybe next week. I don't know. We can change it. But maybe yep. next week, you know, stay tuned for part four. This will end up being part four of our uh, podcast that we've got going. But we may get into the role of the Word of God and, and, and uh, you know, encourage people to read it. In fact, 
we're we're going to record two episodes every Sunday probably. Yep. So we're about to get into our actual Bible study. So as for me, I've said everything I need to say. You, I'm good to you go. good? All right. Appreciate it. Yep.